One of my favorite parts about being in Waco has been getting to meet, wow, has been getting to meet just outstanding people. And uh, one of the, the couples that I've enjoyed to be around the most is uh, Chip and Joe. And uh, it's happened a few different times. Yeah, we've got a couple of fans. Have y'all heard? They have a show. It's called Fixer Upper. Some silos downtown. Yeah, y'all have heard of them? Yeah, no way. Okay, so uh, a few different things have happened in my life where I've gotten to hang out with Chip and Joe. And, and, and the first started with just uh, adult intramurals, which don't judge me, but I played adult intramurals early on in my time uh, as an adult in Waco. And we, afterwards, we go eat. And two separate times... I'd be at a table with some of my friends that worked at Magnolia, and Chip and Joe would enter the restaurant, and they'd come to our table, which I was like, this is amazing. I feel famous. This is amazing. They're, the famous people are coming to our table to say what's up to our table. And so that happened two different times. And then one of my friends noticed that I, I, I wasn't a huge fan boy or fan girl. Like, I, I, I could be chill around them. So one of my buddies who works for Magnolia and is a videographer, he invited me one time. He's like, hey, bro, we need somebody to drive the golf cart at the marathon. And I was like, I'd love to run a marathon driving a golf cart. That sounds like a great way to go about running a marathon. And so I I am on the golf cart, and every videographer uh, was with me for the documentary about Chip running the marathon when he wore the tool belt. Go check it out. It's on, uh, I don't remember what network it's called. It's, uh, oh, the Magnolia one. Okay, uh, it's on that one, and uh, you can check it out. But uh, my friend is in rollerblades. There's cameras attached to this golf cart, and it was really the first time I was like, man, they're the real deal. They're so awesome. I didn't realize they're so genuine, and Joe was encouraging Chip, and the kids are running around. I'm like, this is so amazing. They're amazing. And then uh, it, it really... One of my peak experiences in really my entire life was when I was emceeing a basketball game, and I ran past Chip Gaines, and he slapped me on the butt. And uh, that, was, that really was it. Like, I've, I've worn those pants and that underwear every day since, and I'm just like, man, this, I can still feel it. I can still feel it. It's not weird. I'm like, man, it was such a meaningful moment. First thing I told my wife after the game, I was like, Chip slapped my butt. It's pretty cool. No big deal. That's pretty cool. And then the last thing uh, is that I used to have too many goats. As I live with David Dalton, one of my former roommates is here, and, and he didn't really appreciate the mini goats, primarily because the mini goats were bad neighbors, bad uh, roommates, really. They pooped everywhere. They had no regard for what concrete was, and uh, they just would use the bathroom everywhere. So we had to get rid of uh, LeBron and Big Cat. That's what we called our mini goats. And so where do we take the mini goats? Like, where do you take mini goats in Waco? Somehow, we end up at Chip and Joe's farm. And we gave the mini goats to Chip and Joe, greener pastures. They're not dead, I don't think, but maybe they are. I have no idea. They're miniature, so they have very little hope. But anyways, anyways, I start with that story tonight because as we look to this text, it'll make more sense. We're, we're, we're landing the plane in the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus is just spitting fire. He just starts just like going black and white. He's like, there is a narrow way that leads to life, but it's hard. Or there's a wide way that is easy and leads to destruction, as we talked about last week. And then he goes into, there's two different kinds of of prophets. There's false prophets 
who you will know by their bad fruit. Like over time, you will see that they are fake. They are false. And then there's true prophets. They're good shepherds. They teach truth. And so he's, he's making it black and white. And then, and then he ends the whole Sermon on the Mount by just saying, hey, there's, there's two types of people. There's a, a group of people that listen to the word and they do something about it. And they build their house on a rock. And then there's those who listen and don't do anything about it. And they build their house on the sand. And there's a day where there's a storm's going to come, whether it's a storm of life or whether or not it's the judgment day. I don't know. Either works. There is a day where when that storm comes, it'll expose. Is your foundation on a rock or is it on the sand? But there's one, one short bit in between I want us to look at as we close out the semester at Vertical. And it's Matthew 7, verses 21 through 23 is where we're going to be. I'm going to read it to you. This is what Jesus says. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. And so he's showing us there's two kinds of disciples. There's there's fake disciples and there's real disciples. And from the very beginning, he's like, hey, there's fake disciples. There's going to be people who say, Lord, Lord, they, they talk it. They're talking the talk, but they don't walk the walk. You don't have to sit down. I promise I'll be quick. The rest of y'all can say standing, but these people need a break. That's fine. So there's, there's fake disciples who just say, Lord, Lord. They, all they do is talk about Jesus. They, they don't actually do the will of the Father. Because when you say that Jesus is Lord, what you're saying is this. Jesus is Lord means he's your authority. He's your master. He's your control. He is absolutely the authority in your life. You do what he says, not necessarily what you want. You do what he wants. You are his. He's right with you. He's in control. Man, Satan is in that car. Thank you. (laughs) So first thing, verse 21, Jesus says, it's not just going to be the people that say, Lord, Lord, that are going to get in. It's going to be the people that do the will of the Father, those that not just say that he's Lord, but actually act as if he's our Lord. It's the difference between fake and real. And then he goes on to say this, and on that day, Many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. He doubles down on the people that just talk about it. Didn't we do all these things in your name? We did all these things. Lord, look at all these things I did. I prophesied. I did mighty works in your name. Do you see that in the text? mighty works in your name. And Jesus says, depart from me, for I never knew you. He says, it's not just about doing. That's, that's a fake disciple, somebody that can say, didn't I do all this in your name? And he's saying, you did all that in my name, but you didn't know me. The key to being a true disciple, a real disciple of Jesus, is being in relationship with Jesus. This is everything. 
And this is the good news of the gospel. That because God sent his one and only son to live a perfect life, that we couldn't. He died on the cross, taking on the penalty of sin that we deserved. And he rose from the dead, proving he was God, proving that his death it was sufficient for the forgiveness of our sins, proving, again, that he was God. That's the good news of the gospel. That was all so that we could be in right relationship with God. Not just so that we would go do good works in God's name, but first, that we'd be in right relationship with Jesus. And then he would use us in obedience and in amazing works. But so often we get it mixed up. In fact, so often enough that Jesus finished one of his most famous sermons with this warning. It all boils down to this question like, do you know him? Not, not are you in a life group? Not are you the chaplain of your fraternity or sorority? Not did you go to stepping out and you serve? Not did you go to church this week? The question is, do you know him? Not did you read your Bible? Not did you memorize a lot of things? Do you know him? Are you in relationship with him? You see, around here, I honestly think this is such a meaningful passage for college students in Waco. It's so easy just to go be a good dude or a good girl, be thought of as a good person, and miss on being in a relationship with God. And I want to challenge you with this. Some of you, some of you, if I said, hey, you can be friends with Chip and Joe, you can be friends, you can be in relationship with them, you can hang out, how much time do you think you would spend with them? Like how much more so should we spend with the God of the universe who has invited us to be in relationship with him? Like God's better than them. No offense to them. I think they're amazing. God created the heavens and the earth. The God of the universe wants to be in relationship with you and me. That is insane. That's why it's such good news. my fear for Waco is that you've been to church you've been around you've been in small groups you've even served but you don't know Jesus I don't know Chip and Joanna Gaines they don't know my name I've been around them. I've served them. I've seen them. I've even been encouraged by one of them. I feel like I know them, but I don't really know them. They don't know my name. And I'm afraid for many of you, with your relationship with Jesus, it's weirdly, weirdly similar. So the invitation is simple tonight. Do you know him? Are you in relationship with him? Let me pray that you would be. 
God, I thank you for the good news of the gospel. That because of what Jesus has done for us, that we could be in right relationship with God the Father. We aren't just to be used or to do works. We're first to be in right relationship with you. And then you use us as we obey. You have given us works that you've laid out, even prepared beforehand. But first, it all stems from a right relationship with you. Upon confessing with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believing in our heart that God raised him from the dead, that is how we're saved and that's how we're in right relationship with you. And so, Lord, I pray that this group of students tonight would not leave here without first just thinking, am I just around Jesus? Do I do things in his name? I know of him. I even know about him. But do I know him? I pray if there's anyone here tonight that they would say in the quietness of their own heart right now, God, I want to know you. I confess that you're Lord, which means you're authority. You're my master. You're my everything. I believe in my heart that you raised from the dead. I want to be in relationship with you. Lord, would you help all of us to walk in right relationship with you? We thank you for what you've done for us on the cross. And we pray it all in Jesus' name.